Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. everybody to Nightlight and yes we are finally up and running yet again after a wonderful hiatus of taking August off and um, we are we are at a time here where it seems that all things are breaking loose that that uh, as Michelle so so poetically put it it's going to be a bumpy road ahead and what better way to start off uh, is the the season here um, but with a show with Michelle because she she is able to look astrologically into what's going on in the world and and what we have to look for and how we're going to deal with it and and you know how we have to protect ourselves sometimes from some of the craziness that's going on all over the place um, Michelle has been with us for a number of years and she is probably the finest astrologer I have ever known um and and i even i even confer with her from time to time when i get desperate <laughs> so um i i want to you know strongly suggest you check out her website astrologyandmore.com and uh pay attention to what she has to say this this will be up on youtube uh probably within the next well five or six hours so if you want to re-listen to it please go to the youtube channel and listen to it there and please, if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. Uh, we are we are striving to get our numbers up there. But before then, Michelle, welcome to the show, this time coming from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> How exciting that you've moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Music, America. Am I talking with a, am I talking with a southern accent yet, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, eventually you will probably. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I probably will. I probably will. So, so it is a crazy time. Um, it's unusual for you to be the one that it, you know calls me. I'm usually you know bugging you, but um, with yeah. the write up that you gave me, you spoke about it, it's a chaotic period and and you know in an 800 year cycle and in a 26,000 year cycle. So, what is happening out there? Yeah, well, I think everybody's feeling it because, 
You know, this year has been an amazing year. We've had three planets in Capricorn together, uh, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. And the last time they were together in Capricorn was nearly 800 years ago. And uh, what they do uh, and what they've been doing, I think of each planet, and I think this is a great way to think of them. Uh, Each one is a teacher. Each one comes with certain you know, talents that it wants to work with you with. And uh, just like if you go to school, you know, you have a math teacher who's a specialist there and another one in, you know, sciences and so forth. Well, um, Pluto is about transformation. How do we transform something? How do we uh, take it down to the ashes and then build it up so it's better, stronger, more enlightened, more expanded, more awareness? Uh, it's, uh, it works with us individually at a deep psychological layer, layer. So it pulls up the issues that we've hidden from ourselves. Uh, karmic issues or abuse or challenges that we've had that we want to hide from because we just can't handle it. It's too painful. So Pluto brings it all up and so we can experience the pain again. (laughs) And we get to look at things that are, you know, that are pretty, can be pretty awful. But if we don't look at them, we don't change them. And that's the purpose that Pluto does in our lives. That's why it comes into play and activates things. So this year it's been in Capricorn and Capricorn is about, old structures, things that are old, that have been standing around for a very long time. Uh, It's also about uh, learning, and so Capricorn gives us a a sense that we need to be responsible for what we build, and uh, if we're not responsible uh, at different periods in our lives, about every seven years from uh, the time of your birth, you're challenged by what have you built? Is it responsible? If it's not, Saturn comes into play and tears it down. And Saturn has been in Capricorn. Saturn is like the principal at the school. You can't get your diploma till you stand up and elocute what you need to elocute. You know, you need to say what you need to say and show that you've uh, become responsible in any area that's required before you can get that diploma. So um, so Saturn's been in Capricorn saying, what have we built and what do we need to work on and how do we build it better and are we responsible for what we've built? And then we've had Jupiter in Capricorn. And Jupiter is an expansion. It's it's our higher sense. It's It takes us to higher levels of awareness. It, it expands the way that we see everything. It's kind of like the difference between... Growing up in your neighborhood, you're familiar with it. It all becomes common knowledge by the time you're 8 or 10. And then at some point you discover there is more to the world than your neighborhood, and you start to expand into that. And that's what Jupiter is about. Jupiter is the teacher of higher knowledge. It's the teacher who teaches you worldliness and interfacing with all different life forms and recognition that life is far beyond uh, what you think of as just your body. So it's been in Capricorn, so it's saying let's learn about these structures, this system that we've been living with for the last nearly 800 years. Uh, Is it what we really want? Is, Is this as high as we can go? We need to go beyond this. And so Jupiter comes in and says expand it. Pluto says demolish it and rebuild, and Saturn says 
keep what's good but be responsible and then build stronger. So those are the three that have been working together for this since the beginning of this year, and uh, they have been in retrograde for quite a while now, and what's happening in this period, which I consider the most transformative of anything in our lifetimes and anything in anybody's lifetime for about 26,000 years. And why I say 26,000 years is our solar system uh, moves around a big star. It's the star of our solar system, which is called Sirius. And um, we are now, our solar system is now as close in proximity to Sirius as it gets as it goes around it. So we are in the closest space. And in that space, we leap forward. We have opportunity to know things, discover things, invent things that had never even been thought of before. So our ability to go beyond anywhere we have ever been, this is the moment where you literally can leap across space. And uh, so here we are in this time frame, which starts today, uh, it start, it's starting during this time we're um, speaking. Of course, people in Australia have already uh, begun that experience. But today Mars, uh, the planet Mars, which is the planet of energy, is the planet of fire. It's the planet that uh, uh, keeps the blood flowing through your body and pumps. Uh, it's the energy that pumps your heart. And so when you think of Mars, Mars is very powerful in terms of its ability to energize life. And fire, of course, uh, burns things to the ground, and that creates a transformation where new things will grow. So Mars also rules the military, and it rules every type of fire. Uh, So guns and bazookas and anything that creates fire. Mars rules that too. So today, Mars is stationing retrograde. Whenever a planet goes retrograde, it takes us back to something. It makes us think of something. It brings something from the past back up. Uh, So when we look around our nation, and of course you're going to look around the world, all of that I'm going to say applies to the entire world. It doesn't just apply to the United States, although I have pulled the charts based on the United States because that's where I live and because pulling charts for around the world is an enormous task. As it stands right now, I have 12 charts on this table. So, uh, yeah, so uh, if I've had... I've done shows where we, the guest, the host has asked me to pull charts for a, a number of countries, and and I'll have sixty charts on the table, which can be a bit of shuffling for radio. At any yeah. rate, <laughs> with Mars stationing a retrograde, um, there are there are um, renewal of fire. This this time frame we're in. Mars has um, been in a squaring action with Saturn. And when we have Mars squaring Saturn, Saturn can represent uh, those things that are solid. Like I said, those structures, and structures are homes, but they are also uh, our land. Saturn is like the Earth itself because structures are built from the Earth. 
So we're witnessing fires. I mean, right here, right now, where I live, we have fires east, north, west, south. Uh, They're everywhere. Um, We're surrounded, and we are right now at a level one evacuation notice for where I live. And across the west, there are fires all over the western part of the United States right now. Uh At any rate, Today, with its stationing, Mars can leave. Whenever a planet stations, the ancients used to say it leaves a mark, and I, I go with them on that. It, it causes us to have to stop for a minute and become aware, and if it activates directly in an individual's chart, it can leave a serious mark. Um, uh, Mars can leave literally a fire somewhere in your world, and fire uh, can be thought of as um, a new energy. It can be an enlightenment. It can also be a physical fire. Um, so it's not just one thing. At any rate, I was directed, because this, this period begins with Mars retrograde, but then it goes on with these planets that have been retrograde, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, are all going to go direct while Mars is still retrograde. And during this period, Mercury famous for communication, the planet that handles our ability to hear and know what's being said clearly um, and travel, it it handles travel as well, is going to go retrograde during this period as well and then go direct before Mars goes direct. So for the layout, we have today, September 9th, Mars stations retrograde. Saturday, September the 12th, Jupiter will station direct. Jupiter, the teacher, the one who expands states of consciousness. Then, as we travel a little further down September, September 29th, Saturn will station direct. So here Saturn, who has been asking you to take responsibility, now steps up and says, okay, we're ready to go forward, to build, to take responsibility and do what we need to do. And then on October the 4th, Pluto, who transforms everything, is going direct. So Pluto has been tearing things down, and so it will begin the process of building things up. So, you know, to me that's a lot of good news. (laughs) And then uh, when we get a little further down in October, uh, Mercury is going to station retrograde. It's, uh, I think it's the 13th. And once it stations retrograde, then it's, uh, I'm sorry, it's not the 13th, it's November the, yeah, it is, it's the 13th. So October 13th, and then November 3rd, it will go direct. So in this period, we already have the three big planets have stationed direct, so they're starting to work us towards the completion of this entire Capricorn cycle, Well, Mercury goes retrograde in Scorpio, of all signs. Scorpio is the sign that is ruled by Pluto. It is the sign of transformation. So Mercury, who handles our communication, says, now it's time for you to dig up the rest of it. Anything we've missed needs to come to the surface now. Bring it up. We need to look at it. We need to purge it. We need to finish this up. So... All kinds of experiences may happen in the individual's lives, uh, deep emotions, things that you've been passionate about, 
people who you have had experiences with where you have had some uh, psychological challenges, have had uh, shared resources with uh, and shared resources. We share resources with people from uh, sharing our physical bodies to sharing our our entire inheritance. So it's a huge statement. It includes banks. It includes mortgages. It includes all kinds of things. So when it's retrograde, any issues regarding it also includes the tax man. Any issues regarding these things may come back up to the surface in your life, and you will have to deal with them. And then on November the 3rd, Mercury finally does station direct. And here in the United States, that's kind of a key date because it's the day of our uh, our four-year election. The presidential election takes place on November the 3rd and about 12, uh, 12.30, a little earlier than 12.30 on Eastern time, uh, Mercury will station direct. So uh, at that point, it's saying, okay, it's time for us to pull it together, recognize uh, where we're at, and recognize what we've dug up and how are we going to now process that to clean it up to go forward. And then after all of that, Finally, Mars will go direct. So the whole time all of these things are happening, Mars, with its incredible fire energy, will be asking us to take a look inside. How have we been using our energy? What are we doing individually and then in a community, tribally, and then nationally, and then internationally to make the changes in the structures that will allow us to go forward in a way that is more enlightened. So that's kind of an overview of what's happening. <laughs> so, so it is an incredible time, and to have so many planets stationing back and forth in such a short period is something we don't usually experience. So, um, so anyway... <laughs> While I was uh, taking a look at all of this, uh, I thought, you know, there is a study that uh, was done early in the last century, back at the time when theosophy was a big thing and people started to think about things, uh, the higher level of self. Uh, there was an individual called uh, Dane Rudger who uh, was also an astrologer, and he started to do meditations on every degree of every astrological sign. And he came up with some wonderful images. So I wanted to share some of that with you because I think it will help you, help everyone kind of understand what are we really dealing with in this period of chaos. You know, when Mars is retrograde, a lot of the time we tend to fight with each other. The United States chart has had Mars retrograde in it. Our progressed Mars has been retrograde for quite a few years. And uh, and we have been doing a lot of fighting with each other. And, you know, it's time to recognize that we shouldn't be doing that. We all come from the same cloth. Uh, no matter how you look, where you're born, or, or what you believe, or, you know, it, it doesn't really make any difference. We're all part, our organism, this vehicle that we uh, use to get around the physical world is made from this earth. We are all part of this creation. So at any rate, taking a look at these, I wanted to start with where have we been, okay? 
uh, Mars, before it turns retrograde today, we have been in a place that we call uh, a 28-degree mark. Um, so we've been traveling in this 28-degree mark since the tw- uh, since the 28th of August, actually. So uh, the image for that period has been a large audience confronts the performer who disappointed its expectations. So we are stepping into a state of awareness, and we have been since the 28th of August, where we are looking at things and saying, what have I done, perhaps, that did not meet my own expectations. And then you can take that line and expand it way out. You can apply it anywhere because who you are, depending on how your chart is aligned, it identifies how you focus in life. Take that and you will focus it where you are most aligned. Uh, So looking at that, it's basically a statement that says we need to have a mature preparation. We need to prepare things maturely. We need to experience self-critique in a way that is critique and not destructive. So the statements that I derive from this is energy, direct responsibility. We need to apply our energy in a responsible fashion. It's easy for us to uh, condemn another for what has been done, but to do so is to forget that anything we do in this world, we are part of its creation. No matter what it is, whether we like it or we don't, you bake a nice cake, that's an easy thing to say, I did that. You make a bit of a mud pie, and most of us don't want to talk about it. So um, so we've been uh, working on this since the 28th of August, and now today we come into a whole new image as Mars stations retrograde. The image is the music of the spheres and attunement, attunement to cosmic order. So we, as Mars is retrograde for the time of today, until November the 13th, think in terms of where is my guidance? Am I taking it from outside or am I taking it from inside? We are here to listen to the inner voice. And that's what Mars is saying. Your energy needs to be directed towards during this period. If you will keep that as the underpinning, no matter what happens during this period, all the other activations that will take place, you will be working with the planets in a manner that is the most helpful for everyone. Because this is a time where we need to all come together and recognize what is truly important. And I think the call of Mars is the importance of the planet itself. The burning down of homes is symbolic of the burning down of our home, which is planet Earth. So things to consider. It can become very personal, but as we do, we need to always take Jupiter's outlook, which is coming up on the 12th, 
this Saturday, expand it outward. Don't allow it to just stay focused here. So that's what, this is the underpinning. Listen to your guidance. We come yeah, to think, Saturday. Go ahead. I, I think... I think something that you've said something a number of times that I think is really important for people to pay attention to that that you know every spirit is here and there is an agenda that they brought in with them that their spirit holds and my agenda may not be yours and your agenda may not be you know Susie Q's and and it's important to to listen to what's coming from inside of you as opposed to the confusion that may be coming from outside of you. I mean, I have friends, all of whom I love dearly, but when they give me advice, it it muddies the water because I have to listen to what's appropriate for me inside, not not as to what the people around me that I love and respect, but but you know they can only advise from their personal journeys, and and that's not appropriate for mine. So that, as scary as it may be. Take the time to listen to what you're getting from yourself. What is your gut saying? Not necessarily your intellect, but what is your gut saying, your spirit saying? What is the direction that the internal guidance system is trying to help you perceive? It's so right? important. Exactly. Yeah. And, and this, you know, when we listen to each other, it is important. I, I always honor everyone when they give me advice, although i got to admit too, not very many people give me advice. <laughs> I'm such a strong, independent type that they just kind of ask what I'm doing. But uh, nonetheless, I love to honor them because I know that the advice that's being given to me is coming from their heart center. But, of course, it's coming from their perspective. And their journey, as you said, and uh, their journey is not my journey. And uh, I have to know what's right for me. And um, and we all need to do that. So that's the time. That's the underpinning. Listen to your guidance. So now come Saturday, uh, and it'll be about 8.41 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So at That symbol is very different. Here it says, the Union Jack flag flies from a British warship. That's the image. And what Spirit is getting at in this statement is protection is afforded to individuals and groups by powerful institutions that are in charge of maintaining order. So this is going to begin a period here of learning. Learning, expanded awareness of the importance of social order and peace versus war, the behaviors that create peace versus war. Very powerful. We need as individuals and then as a collective to focus where we want to go. You don't get anywhere if you don't focus where you want to go. 
when you get up from wherever you're sitting and you decide you need to go to this next space, maybe to get a glass of water or to go sit on the couch, you focus where you're going. Your mind sees the focus of that glass of water. Your body moves through the pathway that you have set to get to that glass of water. You always follow a path that you first see in your mind's eye. And then you go forward and you achieve the goal. We need, if we all want peace, to focus there. So this is huge learning from Jupiter. Jupiter always is very uh, excited. Jupiter is the optimist of the planets. Uh, Venus tags along behind. But Jupiter is like the Santa Claus. Here, let me show you this. Because when I show you this, there will be wonder in your heart, and you'll look at the world like a child and suddenly start discovering things that you simply did not notice before. And that's what Jupiter does. Jupiter opens up your vision, expands your vision. So if we want peace, and I don't think there's a person on the planet who does not want peace, (laughs) Maybe there is, and I'm wrong, but I think the majority of people would love to live in a world where peace is the paramount. It is what is happening everywhere. So what you want to achieve becomes so much easier to manifest. When you are not having to fight for anything anymore, you manifest it with ease. And that is what this time frame breaks down. Jupiter speaking here is saying to us, let go of the way we have done things in the past to create things through a hard process. Focus on the beauty and balance and you will manifest with ease. So that starts here on Saturday. And it's all about learning, having the awareness of how do we create social order. We do it by opening our hearts first to ourselves, to open our hearts to say, all that I have ever done in this lifetime or any other that I would say is hurtful or shameful or difficult or challenging or painful, or loss, or a failure that I denote as such. I now bless them all, love them all, and know they are the stepping stones to this moment where I can now create peace, harmony, and order in my world. And as I create it in mine, the world creates it, because I am part of the collective whole. So that's the movement that Jupiter, and Jupiter's the first one to stand up in this chaotic zone and says, let's go forward. We can learn. We can create social order. And it gives us a lot of time to work on that before Saturn steps in. And remember, Saturn is like the principle, uh, comes in to check, did you pass the test? Where are you now? And uh, the image that comes with Saturn on the 29th, at 1.11 a.m. Eastern Time. A nature spirit dancing in the iridescent mist of a waterfall. 
What a gorgeous image for Saturn. <laughs> and here, what is the key? It's our ability to perceive what is hidden and the creative spirit of natural phenomena. So this is a statement of awareness. Saturn comes in and says, Now, become aware that we are more than the fire. We are more than the social order. We also have a creative energy that blankets and also comes directly out of this earth. And that collective energy is a powerful force that is hidden normally, but then appears. And when we look to it, we can see the amazing power of collective love. When we are looking out at these fires, there is never anything that is more wonderful than to see the sky turn gray and the clouds pour water down. It's a natural phenomenon that the firefighters can step back from because now the fire is put out by the Earth's ability itself. So here, as Saturn steps forward in this beautiful image, it should spark a recognition of the power of water on Earth and a spiritual awakening of our own responsibility. What does that mean? We are crystalline structures whether we realize it or not. And water is a crystalline structure. And we've had scientists prove that we can code any crystal and we can code water. What I mean, when you go to drink a glass of water, you can just drink it and be completely unaware. Or you can stop for a second before you drink it and say, this water is filled with light. This water is filled with love. This is a healing source for my body, and every cell in it will now accept it and expand in joy and health, and then drink it. You have now coated that water so that every part of that crystalline form activates with your crystalline form to generate greater health within your body. So why not extend that beyond and say to the sky, to the atmosphere, and to the earth, water, come together over the fires. And if we do this as a collective, it will respond. So this is another step in learning, to become truly aware that the power of water on this earth is something that is part of our spiritual connection. We have ability. And we are also responsible for the water on this planet. Of course, our climate change people will recognize how important that is. But beyond the climate change people, it's all the animals and nature itself, all the trees and grasses that are on this planet that are nurtured by water and how we need to keep it pure for them. So... As we move into this new state of awareness, beyond this chaotic period, and starting in December when 
Saturn and Jupiter will go into the next sign, which is the sign of Aquarius, we can start to come together as a people to change the way we handle our world. Make it a benefit for everyone. So that is kind of a picture of of what Saturn is saying. So we go from learning to awareness. And now, as we come into October, a few days after Saturn stations, we have Pluto on October the 4th at 9.32 a.m. Eastern Time. Pluto will station direct. And the image here is a soldier receiving two awards for bravery in combat. There's a lot going around that statement, but not to think so much of a soldier in the military, but of as a soldier as one who has dedicated service to life and creation in this universe. That would be each one of us. We are the soldiers of light. And the awards for bravery in combat, every day we stand in chaos. And if we are brave enough to speak our truth, we have gone beyond the chaos. And we deserve the award. The key here is a reward is offered by society for the fulfillment of individual responsibility. And I call this recognition. Pluto is saying it's time to recognize and honor all who have come before us. For Pluto digs all the way into the past and all who are living now and will come in the future. Time to recognize each individual's gift. And I promise you this. If you see someone and you go, I don't get it, if you will just say to Spirit, show me the gift, you'll start to see it. Because everyone, no matter who they are, brings a gift. When we follow through with our guidance, we are responsible, and then our gifts become part of the light of this world. They lift those around us. You know, gifts are so interesting because a lot of the time when we think of awards, we we think of people who won a Nobel Peace Prize. You know, that's the big one, right? The gift can be helping a woman pick up her bags because she's old and frail. The gift can be honoring someone in their speech but reminding them of how valuable they are beyond the words that they've said. We are amazing beings and we so easily look in the mirror and see only the human and forget the divine. We're being asked to take a step beyond that. We're being asked to honor, as we say in the word namaste, 
honor the divine in you. And we're actually being asked as we continue to move in this path, this current we're in, this 26,000-year moment, to go beyond just recognizing, but becoming, being more wholly assimilated with the divine being we are. It is an incredible moment, and we need to seize it. These planets are really directing us to it. So here, Pluto is saying, recognize, recognize the gifts. As we come then uh, to Mercury, it will station on the 13th of October at 9.05 p.m., and I've got to tell you, uh, Mercury, even though it stations at that moment and it can leave a mark at that moment, it has what we call a shadow. And the two weeks before, it is also considered active. So it kind of captures quite a bit that's going on here. So, Because it basically starts uh, right around uh, the midpoint between Saturn and Pluto stationing. And it will station uh, with this incredible image, an official embassy ball. Group consciousness, as it flowers at the highest level in cultural interchanges between representatives of the elite of the ruling class. So here we are coming to a point of reflection Mercury retrograde says, look back, dig deep in Scorpio, dig deep and bring it up. So we are going to be taking that three-week period in time to look at class systems, at caste systems. Where do we fall? What is the power or the value of class systems? Why are they part of this lower world that we live in, and actually we even identify them through our perception as part of the higher worlds. That's why we have a hierarchy of angels. It's still a system. So we need to reflect on that. We need to consider uh, what is the display of power, prestige, and wealth, and does it have a place? We need to consider what is the development here of the give and take in order to achieve global unity, global peace, a recognition that we are whole and we are one. I think this is an incredible period for us to be able to take time to think about it. Uh, A book just recently came out, I think it's a few months old now, called Cast. And uh, you can go look it up. It's available. And it's a very interesting uh, look at how the caste systems have been all over the world. Where do we go in our development to a unified planet, to a place where we honor each part of humanity, each part of creation as coming from one and therefore the ability to integrate and bring each other to higher levels. How do we do that and also work within a hierarchy? And what is the value of it? So this is really fascinating to me because I always say if you want to 
learn something in the fastest and most blessed way, look at the higher levels and identify how that can operate in the vibrations we work in. So why do we have a combination of archangels and yet we have other kinds of angels and then we have saints and then we have, and it keeps going, there's this this classification that we have. And as an individual soul, where are we choosing to participate? Not that you are forced to participate because you have free will. You have chosen to participate in some level. So many questions to ask of yourself. And can you become really comfortable with where you are? Or are you ready to change that? And if you are, then that requires action. And Mars is saying in its retrograde space, we can. We need to look deeper, bring it up, heal it, and then move forward to the next step, whatever next step is yours. We have to come to love what's in our creation because we're all part of what has been created here. And as we go forward to change it, as our vibrations continue to increase in this time zone, how do you want to make it? Your thought forms, your own opinion is valued. (laughs) So bring it to the front. Make it the best you can. Bring your diamond because that's what you are. So um, that's kind of the main part of the period until Mercury finally does station direct, and it will on the 3rd of November. And the image here is just fabulous, in my opinion, (laughs) especially because this is a day in the United States of America that has been long awaited, uh, and it's another election day. And the image is this, an eagle and a large white dove change into each other. A transformative act. The eagle is a bird of prey, and the dove is a bird of peace. This is a a key about the interaction of spiritual will and the principle of love. We have a will. We have an ego. That is the bird of prey. That is the eagle. We have another side where our heart is centered, and it is the principle of love. When we take these two and switch them into each other, we are walking the shoes of those who have walked in those spaces. We take our greatest will and say, how does my will and all that I desire and want for myself, for my family, for my tribe, for my nation, for my world, how does that fit in the path of love? And vice versa, 
How do we take our heart center, which we protect so closely, that center that emits love to those that we feel comfortable with, that those who share our view of the world, those who have a perspective that we agree with, how do we take that heart and put it into the bird of prey and say, I will dominate with love and see the view from a thousand miles above, the view of the eagle. What kind of prey will I go after with a heart of love? What an incredible image to be given as Mercury, who has been in Capricorn digging up the deepest dirt goes direct, has been in Scorpio, excuse me, in Scorpio. So to me, the statement here is a new approach, a new approach of ego versus love and the value of each. What a powerful, powerful thing and a powerful time. And I hope that everybody takes some of this in and realizes we have such Uh, an amazing ability because we are divine. We are not limited to this physical body and to this environment we are in or to the chaos that we see. We are absolutely limitless and the power of our heart center can create the most amazing transformations. One of the key words with this transformative statement of the eagle to dove and dove to eagle is adeptness. And adeptness means we step up to our own guru to recognize you are the guru in your creative process. But then we come to the very final moment of this chaotic roller coaster and it's Mars stationing direct on the 13th of November and the image here is another one that is quite lovely nature spirits are seen at work in the light of sunset I see this as an alignment of the power of the field of consciousness and the power of nature. Because we are those nature spirits. And the light of sunset says we can bring things to this peaceful place. Sunset is a moment of peace. That's why we all love sunsets. We love sunrises too because they are an awakening. But the sunset is the moment of peace, where the earth comes to peace, humanity comes to peace. This is a really active uh, time for us to recognize the field. And for most people, I think at this point, uh, they've heard the word the field and may understand it. Uh, Greg Braden talks about it. Um, There are so many people who talk about it. Lipton talks about it. Uh, Lynn McTaggart talks about it. There are lots and lots of people out there. Joe Despacio uh, also 
talks about it. So there's a lot of people out there talking about it on international levels. But uh, you have already heard it because uh, you are in it. <laughs> the field is this space where consciousness is all active and interconnected. It is a knowingness because divine creation is a constant and even in its constancy, it continues to spiral, change, and evolve. But it is infinite, as you are, because you are part of this incredible field of consciousness. So here, as Mars concludes its underpinning and goes direct on the 13th of November, we align with this field and we start to understand that humanity and the chaos that we allow can be filtered and changed through our field of consciousness to something that is more aligned with what we desire and more aligned with the way nature performs. And we all would like to see nature in a more <laughs> more balanced space right now, but uh, the level of the field in terms of its energetics and the vibrations that are uh, moving higher, where we start to drop out the lower harmonics, the harmonics of war and destruction and abuse start to become less. They are no longer as dark and we start to move up that scale of harmonics to a space of more balanced divinity, more peace, more awareness that we are aligned and can align with all the creative force, nature, planet Earth, our solar system, our universe. So I think this is just a really powerful time, and I hope that by going through each of these stages, I've, I've kind of given people a pathway to work with it. Um, that was my goal. <laughs> also, during this time, of course, we do have a new ingress chart, which we can look at if you'd like. But let me know where you are. <laughs> well, I think I think everybody is feeling the turbulence. On, on one level or another. Yeah. Um, and and I think the, the important thing is, it, from what you said earlier, was that, you know, instead of looking externally, look internally, and you'll find a better sense of peace and balance there. Um, it, it's sort of like if you take care of the internal, the external, the perception of the external changes tremendously. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's a matter of, working with your own energy, um, there is certainly, I mean, uh, there is a sense of, of of energy that doesn't have direction that's going on now that is around all of us. And yeah. and then you have the earth with, with the fires that are going on, hurricanes that that are more frequent than ever before, and, and at some point in time, earthquakes too. Yeah. So... 
it isn't just humanity that's going through this kind of turbulence. It's it's nature itself that is that is experiencing the shifting, the changing, the redirection. And and I, I think that when you're in the middle of something like this, you just don't know where to go for stability. Yeah. And and the key is to go within. Yeah, that's where it is. Yeah. It's in the in the field is the stability and uh and and to recognize, you know, I heard another astrologer use a term that I thought was really cool. She says it's like we're in the birth canal. <laughs> we haven't quite birthed yet. <laughs> we're in the worst of it. <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that's a good one. <laughs> I, I think um, I think in some of the predictions I, I wrote prior to this time, I haven't caught up with myself yet, but I. I have said that humanity was going through a birthing process. And for anyone who has ever done birthing, um, it's it's painful and you're swept away by it. And yet, in the end, you have birthed something that is magical and wonderful. And, and, and maybe that's something we should all remember, that, yeah, this is, this is a birthing process of a new concept, a new level of consciousness. And it, it's a birthplace and a birth time of, of a lot of, really cool stuff and that that it isn't going to end up in just a, a pile of crap it's going to have something beautiful at the end of it yeah. so i i think we have to remind ourselves that 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 no matter what the discomfort that ultimately there it is going to birth uh, something that is very special and and when you consider the fact that you know we're at isn't this twenty six thousand years isn't that the progression of the equinoxes? Yeah, precession of the equinoxes also is, is part of that. Yeah, uh huh, sure. So that's that's going on as well. So that we and and we all chose to incarnate at this time frame for one reason or another. Lord knows what it was, but but. We chose to put ourselves in this position, and and so it, it's kind of like you know, don't complain. You chose you chose to be here. So yeah, yeah. The, th- the thing is, we need to start to realize when we are complaining. I don't know that everybody's awake enough to realize I'm complaining. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's first step is say to your angels around you, your guides, uh, say, make me aware when I'm complaining, and then you can take the next step. Once you're conscious that you are, then you can say, why am I doing that? Um, I know the outcome is going to be a good thing, and so let's bless it and let's keep a vision of what we are creating. That's the Uh key. Come back to the vision of what you're creating. Don't let these things distract you. Uh, yes, they're there. I'm not saying don't look. I'm not saying don't be aware. We all should be aware. I mean, obviously, if I decided not to be aware, I wouldn't know that I have an evacuation notice. <laughs> you know, I mean, I need to be aware. I can't wait till the fire is at my door because then I'll just burn up and that will be me gone. And uh, that's not smart. Okay, so... So we need to be aware, but uh, we don't need to be wrapped up in it. It's not like I'm going to run around the house and say, oh, my God, a fire is coming, a fire is coming. You know, no, <laughs> do that. But when they give me level two, if they give me level two, I will pack up. <laughs> well, so, you know, uh, I think humanity in, in in its entirety is going through a major change. And 
life is going to be very different in the future than than in the past. And, you know, I, I often think of my mother telling me about, you know, the ice wagon going down the street and, and uh, you know, drawn by a horse and buggy and, and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, I, I, I now realize that I, I may be in that in, in her chair, you know, in, a, in another decade or so where I talk about things to my grandchildren that they haven't even experienced or have conceived of so that time is marching forward and, and there are changes coming. And um, dealing with them in, in a way that is healthiest for us and, and those around us is a really important thing. So people have said to me, when is it going to get back to normal? And I keep saying there's going to be a new normal. It won't be like it was before. It's a new normal. And um, we have a part in creating that new normal if we do it in a peaceful, loving manner. And and we, this all we will, you know, we will. Yeah, and and all of this, you know, um, isolation that so many people have felt has been a wonderful opportunity to really start getting inside of yourself and start rearranging and and taking stock and decluttering the emotions and the mind and, and, you know, shifting our philosophies. It hasn't been a curse. It's been a gift. And, and yeah. much as, much it, it as is I think gift. all of us, I think much but, as, uh, there are people who are suffering in this time and um, they have to find a way as soul. They have made a choice that they are not aware they've made. And so I, I say to them, Ask for guidance. Pay attention to your guidance. Follow your guidance, and you'll find a road that uh, is illuminated for you. Uh, because I know there are people who are unemployed and suffering, and there are people who are hungry in our own country as well as around the world. And oh, you know, yeah. and I, I say a prayer for all of them every day that they they find uh, a direction, that their guidance gives them the direction they need to get what they need so that they don't well, have to yeah. struggle. We shouldn't be struggling. Humanity should be finishing out the struggling and start on the path of creation, an awareness of creation. That's where we're headed. So, yeah, uh-huh. there will be a new normal. Uh, you know, a universal paycheck is part of a new normal that's coming. You know, uh, we have a, a tremendous imbalance, and that's the whole thing about the caste, where we're looking at caste and identifying what is its purpose and how should it be arranged. We are going to re-examine all of that in this little blanket period. Uh, but, you know, I, when I think there are people on this planet who, uh, and even in this country, who are hungry, and I think that, what, just a few days ago, Jeff Bezos made $13 billion in one day. The, 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 I mean, it's just the, 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 the vast separation between those two statements is, is almost beyond my ability to even think. Um, so there's a, there, there has to be a new rebalancing of our world in the way that it's done. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't, It's fine with me if you want to make a lot of money, but we all should be cared for. Uh, There should be no one hungry. We should be no one who has to sleep outside. If you want to sleep in a tent, okay. I mean, I've slept in tents. I like it. 
but uh, you shouldn't be uh, without a place where you can be sheltered and warm or cool and have a, a place to sleep and have food. Everyone should have that. And, oh, um, absolutely. And I think what, what upset me the most was when farmers couldn't get their goods to to train stations or whatever to ship their goods to markets and everything where they destroyed stuff. And why couldn't that food have been given away to the hungry that were, of it, that were in their area? Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I think that, that, that humanity is, is learning. There's a lesson here in sharing and, and, and helping your neighbor. And I, I think that it's, it's really important. I, I've noticed um, people getting very creative about, um, you know what they do with their time. Since they don't have a way of making money, they find other ways of making money. And and yes, you know if you if you're in corporate America, that's a little hard. But I've seen people who needed to do repairs to their house suddenly doing Instacart and delivering food to people who have ordered it. I, I mean, there are ways of being creative that that you know can help you to survive. And, and and I think we're in a time of survival. Yeah, and and your guidance will lead you to them. That's the key is to be able to allow yourself to trust that voice that you hear and trust the passion and override those things that are the limitations that you have created as a result of what people have said to you uh, and what your family may have set up for you. Um, we we need to go beyond those things now and recognize that we are the divine creators. So let's go forward and create what we need for ourselves and then go beyond that and create what our world yeah. needs. It's you sort know, of like let's take out the halos and polish them up and put them on. And I know mine has become a bit tarnished from time to time, but, um, you know, I think that that we 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 are a part of the divine we are an element of god and and you know you don't want to go walking on water necessarily or anything like that but but and i'm not saying you go around and heal the sick and all of that although if you can go ahead do it absolutely but i think we have to take responsibility for what we carry within us we have a spark of the divine within us, and, and that divine is pure love. And if we're not expressing pure love, then then we are not honoring the gift that has been given to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the more we do that, the better our world. A lot of the time, uh, when you go down this harmonics and you find yourself going into a space of uh, sadness or depression, what happens is you just pull all your energy in towards you and and it creates as you pull it in what happens is the, this beautiful field of energy that most of us have all the time uh, becomes a kind of a dark it's kind of like a person who's walking in a cloud of darkness a dark cloud whereas uh-huh. uh, if you turn on music that makes you smile and start listening to the music you'll find that you get into the music, sing the song, whatever the song is, maybe dance a dance with the song, you've changed the harmonics, you've brought them up, and you will come out of the depression, and then you start to emit that love energy that just goes for miles. It lifts everybody, everybody who's around. They don't know what they're being lifted by, but it lifts them. And uh, Oh, yeah. 
we need to we need to practice awareness aware that i'm sad depressed or complaining or blaming and uh and then say okay i need to change that and and be willing to do that to realize that it's good for me i need to treat me good i need to do good things for me and it's good for me to smile and laugh it's a wonderful gift to me and to all the cells in this amazing organism that we've been given that we call human bodies uh, all those cells smiling is it makes you healthy that's how norman vincent peale got well <laughs> you uh-huh. know, he laughed for two weeks he watched every funny movie he could and when he went back uh, can- the cancer was gone wow so, um yeah that's a very old story but it's it's true and and of course when you laugh what happens is you open the pranic tube through the center of your body is this amazing pranic tube which carries uh the energy of the earth uh mother earth gaia all the way through to the higher states of consciousness and when we have negative thoughts we close it a little we have blame we close it a little we get angry at somebody we close it a little and uh, we can suck that little that pranic tube up to become a little tiny string and it's there's it's not there it seems and so we get very depressed and i call that going down the spiral death spiral but uh-huh. you can open it instantly by laughing laughter opens the pranic tube just like that and through that pranic tube comes all the healing of the higher levels of who you are. So laughter Absolutely. is huge. You can you you can heal yourself with laughter. Well, they and, do say uh, it is the best medicine, and and I think I do believe they're right. I really do. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Sometimes people come up with little sayings like Reader's Digest did, and <laughs> and uh, it's it's a very true statement. Yeah. Absolutely, and and it's 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 sort of you know I I tell people who you know are complaining of depression it's like you know okay so you've recognized there's depression there give yourself a day to wallow in it and then go on, get on with your life if you set the limits in which you're going to wallow you 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 have no choice you have 24 hours wallow away have a good time. Do whatever you do as you wallow in 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 your in your misery, but then when that clock ticks at midnight or whenever you've set the time for 24 hours, you have to get up and get on with life. And now, if you, that can can be the case for lots of types of depression, but not all types. Some are actually physical, and if there yes, is a physical, you know, if there's a phys- physical issue going on, uh, you know, if you if you turn on music that makes you happy and you don't find yourself being happy or you uh, watch a funny movie and you don't find that you have any laughter in you, then then you may have to go see a, a healthcare professional uh, to see if there is something maybe uh, that's wrong inside your body that needs to be rearranged or uh, corrected. So um, we no, have you're, to accept that. You're absolutely that right. Ability to yeah. So, yeah, no, but uh, because yeah. we are electrical systems, and sometimes uh, uh, the circuits are not working perfectly, and we have to realign uh-huh. the electric. However, if you will do the uh, the principle of laughter and uh, and the litany of gratitude, which leads to the principle of laughter, where you have a you start 
and say, well, I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for that. And uh, you should be able to go on for hours doing that because there, oh, yeah. we have so, so much to be grateful for. Um, then uh, you should be able to open that pranic tube and it will heal those circuits. Uh, but you might need a little more help. So um, we we allow we need to also recognize that as a important possibility and uh, and uh, uh, make sure people are aware of that. Yeah. One of the things that that I have used that um, <clears throat> has has gotten me cranking is there's a series of music out by the Boston Pops. It's called Hooked on Classics. Oh yeah. And if it, if you put that on, I swear to you, you can't sit still. And um, <laughs> I often put it on when I have to clean, you know, and I find myself, you know, just just keeping up with the beat and actually, and I hate cleaning. My idea of cleaning I, I, is I getting understand. a good a good cleaning lady, um, <laughs> or man, you know, I don't care if they're good at it, fine. But but it's the kind of music that just you can't sit still. So, um, you know, you find yourself tapping your foot and then you have to get up and move around. And, and it's, you know, everybody, you know, everyone will find something that does that to them. I found that that music absolutely um, just gets me going. It cranks me up like nothing I have ever experienced before. And then if mm. you're, if you're into meditative stuff, you know, check out the solfeggio music because if you're looking to get inside yourself and to to look at transformation and ascendance and stuff like that, the solfeggio music works. There are lots and lots of tools out there and and experience, you know, experiment with them until you find the ones that really fit you and work for you. And um, uh, and it, in this it, day and age, it, tools are free. The tools are free oh, in yeah. this day and age. Oh, absolutely. Which is great. I mean, no matter where you live in the world, you have if you have access to the a Wi-Fi, and you have something that works with the Wi-Fi, whether it's your phone or your tablet or your computer or laptop or whatever, you have the ability to access lots of free sounds, uh, free meditations, free EFT. Uh, there's lots and lots and lots of it. So it just let your guidance guide you to what works for you. Um, oh, you know, I, and if, go ahead. The Internet opens you to the world. I mean, that's, they're, they're, that's, it, it's all there. Just, you know, think, Google it up and, and you're off and running. <laughs> I heard the funniest thing last night, and I, I, this is not to say anything political, but Michael Cohen, uh, who used to be uh, an attorney for the president, uh, the Russians asked him, how, how, did you, how did you get the phone number for the Kremlin? And he looked at them and he says, I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't believe it. They actually sat there and Googled it and says, oh, my God, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, there is a tremendous amount of, of material there. So I, I just think that even though it's going to be a bumpy road, even though – stuff is going to be going on all over the place and, and you're often going to wonder, you know, who do I listen to? And, and and the answer to that is you don't listen to anyone. You go with what you believe, what you feel. Do due diligence, research your material, and, and you know, 
guide yourself by that. Don't, you know, I, 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 you know, if I'm, if I'm lost someplace, I'll stop at a gas station and ask for directions, but it's my choice as to whether I take them or not. So, you know, I may, you know, I may check with two or three different gas stations to make sure they all know what they're doing. And, you know, if, if they all agree, then, then, you know, probably take their advice, but, you know, don't, don't listen to a single source, listen to many sources and then make up your own mind into what you do with your life and how you move forward in, in this time of change and transition. Um, it is a very, I, I understand it's bumpy and it's scary and all of that, but it's exciting because so many of us have been given the opportunity to reinvent ourselves, to turn our life around and to move in new directions so that there's there's all of these opportunities out there and and we're we're isolated so that we have the time to really take a look at all of this stuff and decide and choose so as things open up and and I know that astrologically speaking I I think you've said that there that we have two years ahead of us that are going to be slightly bumpy I think you're the no, one that said well, you that well you know next me is a whole new beginning uh, starting December 21st, which is the beginning of next year as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's when uh-huh. the ingress takes place. And, uh, and an ingress, of course, is when the, the sun goes into the cardinal sign uh, of uh, Capricorn. It goes to zero, zero Capricorn. That is the moment where the greatest power comes in uh, into the spheres and uh, for our planet. And when we look at that, you know, we have Jupiter and Saturn coming together at zero degrees of Aquarius, and that's just huge. When we talk about entering the Aquarian age, this is really the entrance. This is uh-huh. uh, the movement forward. And, uh, you know, we had the, uh, we've had some hits in the past that have uh, jolted us forward, but th- this is the real doorway Um Aquarius uh, is about brotherhood, it's about revolution, it's about freedom, it's about inventions and genius and uh, thinking outside the box. And that's where we're headed with Pluto and Saturn together. Pluto, Saturn says, let's build a structure, and Pluto says, let's make it bigger, let's make it transparent, let's include everybody. Jupiter is inclusive. It's It's not like Saturn. Saturn says, well, this is just a monastery for the nuns. And Jupiter says, no, no, no. It's the Vatican, and everyone from the entire world is coming. (laughs) So, um, yeah, together they are the sign of the guru, according to the ancients. And it was when they came together uh, that they created such a bright light in the heavens that that was the star the Magi followed to find the Christ child. That is what astrologers have come to discover over the years. So, very interesting. Very. Well, I, I think that that we have certainly given people enough to think about so that um, I hope they took notes. I know I did, um, but I always do when I'm I'm talking with you because it's impossible to to not have to jot things down and remind myself. But happily, there is the archive, so I can always go back and listen. But um, I want to thank you so much. This has been so informative and so so appropriate for the time. 
So I thought it was really important to get this out because when we have a lot of challenges where things are flipping around so fast, it's important to have a vision and to know how to work with each change and what is the change really about and uh, and not to be uh, afraid of these actions that the planets are taking and how they transform into the physical reality, but rather to look at them and see with optimism what are they bringing us through this change. Don't stop. If you always stop at the front end of Pluto, all you will see is Pluto digging up the worst of the worst or destroying things. And if you look at that, you can only be miserable. But if you will listen to what Pluto says, Pluto says, I'm doing this because we're going to make something so much better, so much brighter, so much more aligned with what you really want. Work with me. So you go out and you dig with Pluto. You know, if Pluto says dig to your subconscious and find all the stuff that you, you, you think is bad, okay then, get your little notebook out and start writing those things down and then say, I bless you, I bless you, I'm grateful, I know that you have a value in my life. Maybe I see an emerald there, maybe I see an amethyst. There's some gemstone in every experience, so let me look for those. And Absolutely. Pluto will help you through them. So, so just know that. And, uh, and and let's welcome in this new age that's coming. Um, we still have some trials to get there, but it is coming. And, yes, it's not a normal of any kind that you have known. It is new. It is unique. It is like going from a simple stone to a magnificent Merkaba. Well, that's definitely something to look forward to and to keep in our focus so that so that uh we remind ourselves that that we have to find the facets and when we find the facets then we find the gem. Yeah. Okay, well, well Michelle, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm excited, and and I really appreciate us being able to share the time together. Thank you so much for for letting me speak. Ah, any time. All you have to do is let me know, and and we will be on the air within a day or so. Um, (laughs) You're one of my favorite people to talk to. I, I am so delighted that you... This is a perfect time for this kind of information, and I thank you so very much for... Um, sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your insight. Uh, Hopefully everybody got something out of it as much as I did. And um, I look forward to doing this again real soon. All right. So long as as you're not in the line of fire, so to speak. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to be out of that line really shortly. So everybody think rain. (laughs) Okay. You got it. Yeah, for Oregon and California and Washington, not for Louisiana. Forget about Louisiana. They don't need rain. (laughs) Okay. Okay, thanks so much again, Michelle, and and take care. You bet. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody, thank you so much. I'll get this up on YouTube just as fast as I can. And um, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and watch the calendar on BarbaraDeLong.com. It will absolutely have the next shows listed, and we will be off and running yet again. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.